In the beginning was the word. Oh, see, you think uh, religion is for suckers and easy marks and mollycoddles, huh? It's just You think Jesus is some kind of a sissy, eh? Jesus had guts! Hi, and welcome to History Lankers. I'm Matt Prater. Well, it's an honour and a privilege to have Pastor Trevor Chandler with us in the studio here today. Uh, Trevor has been a pastor for over 50 years and a preacher for longer than that. He's authored over nine books and founded a movement called Christian Life Churches International. And uh, he's actually my boss, so it's a real uh, <laughs> a real privilege and an honour to have him here in the studio. Welcome to History Makers, Trevor. Thank you, Matt. Now, it's uh, exciting to hear uh, how you started out in ministry. You're a young fellow back in New Zealand and uh, you were involved in insurance. Tell us a little bit about uh, how you went from the step from insurance to preacher. Well, let me start at the beginning. I was privileged to be born into a Christian home. Mm -hmm. That didn't make me a Christian, but it surrounded me by godlike influence. And I'm sure in my Sunday school days I would have made some decision. But at the age of 15, I made a very clear-cut decision to receive Christ. And I went on then to be a Sunday school teacher and a lay preacher. Began at work. I later formed my own business as an insurance loss adjuster and then was still active as a, a lay preacher over the years. And you were involved in, uh, I think it was a Baptist church originally as a, as a lay preacher, is that what you were doing? Yes, originally I was in the Baptist church and uh, while there my wife and I as a young married couple were, were hungry for something more and we said to one another, if this is all we have, we're, we're disappointed. Now, we knew we were saved, we knew that we had an experience of knowing Christ. But as a result of that, we came into a new experience of a baptism with the Holy Spirit that really revolutionised our lives. Now, people talk about this charismatic movement that started uh, back in those days. It's quite prevalent in most churches these days, um, the charismatic movement. A lot of churches identify with it. But back then, uh, there weren't many that were uh, functioning in that kind of thing. Well, it was a battle right from the beginning uh, <laughs> when my wife and I, because we were very key people, I was the chairman of the Youth Council of the Baptist Union in New Zealand and member of the Finance Committee and a lay preacher and deacon of the church and, and we came into an experience that wasn't popular. So we came up against a lot of opposition. But what it did was drive me to Scripture to really verify what had happened because the church I, I was in were a little concerned about that. They had started an outreach church and the uh, man in charge of my church asked if I would take over the leadership of the Outreach Church. So suddenly I found myself as the pastor of a new Baptist church. It was a wonderful experience. I was not paid by them. I was still a businessman with my own business. But it gave me an opportunity to really preach and teach and grow in myself, and I did that for four years. Now, many people would uh, know the name Brian Houston from Hillsong Church, uh, but you actually were involved in ministry with Frank Houston, his father, who was, used to lead the AOG movement in Australia. Tell us about your involvement with Frank. Yes, well, when I finished up at the Baptist church where I was, uh, I was at a bit of a loose end, and the church where Frank was the pastor asked if I would take an interim pastorate while he went overseas for three months. So with some trepidation, I did that, but it worked out marvellously, and when he returned, he asked me to be his associate pastor, although I was still a businessman. But Brian grew up with my children. So in one way, I was kind of his pastor while he was a teenager. So uh, Brian, it's been amazing to see what God has done through Brian. Now, the other thing I was going to ask, I remember uh, a pastor saying to me, when I was 17, Trevor, I wanted to be a pastor. I just wanted to you know, finish school and be a pastor straight away. I thought I knew everything, <laughs> as you do when you're 17. 
and he said to me these wise words he said go out and get a real job in the real world and then you'll have a much better understanding of what it means to be a pastor now you were an insurance loss adjuster for a number of years how did that train you and prepare you for what you did in the church well of course I started working in a fire marine accident insurance office then later launched out in my own business as an insurance loss adjuster and assessor and I think that was a wonderful thing because it, it helped me to sum up situations I would have to go into a place that had been burnt out a factory home, floods, earthquakes all kinds of damage and then I'd have to take a report back to insurance company people who had never seen it so it taught me to try to present things in a very clear way I think that's helped in my preaching, mm. that uh, people have been able to follow what I had to say fairly carefully and clearly. Now, speaking about your preaching, Trevor, I've heard you uh, speak a number of times, and I always enjoy how you like to kick things off with a joke. <laughs> now, well, I remember one time you introduced uh, Pastor Alan Meyer, who's well known for the Valiant Man series. What, what did you say when you introduced Alan? I remember that one. <laughs> oh, Alan and I have had some wonderful times together. We have a great friendship. But this particular one, I said, uh, did you hear that Pastor Alan Meyer had a fire in his library and both of his books were burnt? Well, that created a laugh. And then I said, but that wasn't the problem. He hadn't finished colouring one of them in. <laughs> I remember the look on Alan's face when you said that. and It was priceless. Uh, but we're talking about something really important here. A lot of people have a view of churches as boring, of uh, pastors and preachers as someone who's going to put them to sleep and they get a little snooze during the sermon. But not you. <laughs> you're lively. You you know, I mean, you're 89 years old, but you look like oh, a teenager. Oh, 82. 82. Oh, sorry, 82. I've added seven <laughs> years on it. I didn't realize. But uh, you, you're, uh, you're like a youth preacher when you speak. And you like to throw in stories and anecdotes and humor. How important is that, do you think, in modern-day communication? Well, I think it's tremendously important. Many years ago, I attended some meetings and the, the minister had some jokes, and that was foreign to my idea of what should happen in a church. But I saw the way that people relaxed and laughed and were open to receive, so I decided I would include that. So over the years, I've gathered up good stories, funny stories, stories on preachers, and uh, recently I put that into a book which I call my collection of jokes, quotes and anecdotes. And there's all kinds of stories and things that I've told that apply to all circumstances of life. But I think it relaxes people and people are open to receive. You get them laughing then come in with a hard punch. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. Now, I actually told my wife that I've been reading that book and it actually took me three chapters till I actually laughed. But anyway, it's still, I did enjoy... <laughs> Be careful, I'll tell a joke on you. <laughs> no, I, I, I do enjoy uh, uh, a lot of your stories, Trevor. And, well, one um, of them, Matt, is they told me you, recently you preach like a mighty river. Yeah. And I said, a mighty river? They said, yes, narrow at the head and wide at the mouth. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Uh, I better be careful. I don't want to. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to have a joke off with Trevor Chandler. I don't think I'll go too well. Um, now, Trevor, the other thing um, that uh, I love about your ministry—it's you, been worldwide. You've travelled to how, I don't know how many countries of the world. Uh, are there some favourite countries uh, that you have visited that that God's put on your heart? My wife and I went to Japan every year for eighteen consecutive years, and we'd spend six weeks there travelling right from the north in Sapporo right down through Tokyo and uh, Nagoya on to uh, Okinawa. And every year we went back there and only stopped going in 2001 when my wife's health was having a bit of a battle. But that's been great. I've been back twice since then 
And in all, I think I visited Japan 22 times. But then we made America. USA was a regular trip every couple of years or even less than that. Uh, we went to the States, so probably I've done 20 more visits to the States. A lot of work in Asia, in Asian countries. Uh, went to Holland on three occasions to speak at a big convention over there. So it's been a great privilege. So my wife travelled with me and uh, it was marvellous meeting new people and sharing the truths of the gospel. Now let's have a talk about uh, the health of the church in Australia. You've obviously seen many churches uh, in uh, the US, Japan, all over the world. Uh, how do you think the churches in Australia are going right now from what you see when you travel around? Well, people would say to me, what is the Holy Spirit doing in the church? And I say, everything you could possibly imagine. Because the Lord works in different countries in different ways. I think there's some marvellous things that are happening currently in the church. Some of the church growth, the development has been spectacular. There are aspects that concern me. Uh, I think the, we don't have the same emphasis upon the uh, discipled life, taking up our cross, following Christ. Uh, so much the emphasis upon our, our victory, which is very true, uh, or who we are, and all that's true. But there's a challenge in Christianity today as well. And it's easy to make an emphasis on our gifting rather than our character. And it's not just what we do, it's who we become that I think is important. It's not just how you begin, but how you finish. Mm. And I want to see a consistency of Christian life and testimony in people. I've always preached along those lines, encouraging people to stand firm in times of adversity. It's not just the good times that are important. We all go through tough times, and we have to learn to handle those as well. But I think the church is in a good state. Uh, there's many encouraging things. It's hard work. For new churches starting today, there's not people just waiting to rush in. And some of the big churches are attracting others from smaller churches because they have a more entertaining program. They can provide better music, whatever it may be. And so a lot of smaller churches are suffering because of that. But the overall picture... I think it's very encouraging. Now, Trevor, you mentioned about having uh, strength in the middle of adversity, and uh, you and I had a, um, a... I spoke to you on the phone uh, a few years ago. Uh, I invited you to come and preach at New Hope Brisbane, and I was all excited that you were coming, and uh, I'd heard uh, that your wife uh, had passed away. And I thought, well, Trevor's obviously not going to come and preach. He, he needs some time off. And I rang you, and you said these words to me. You said, you know what? Sylvia would have wanted me to preach. And I just thought, in the middle of the adversity of losing a lifelong partner, you knew that the cause of the gospel of Jesus was the most important thing in your life, and that's what your wife would have wanted you to do, and you went ahead in the face of that adversity. Tell us about how things went for you in that time and how what, what you've learned since that time. Well, it was extremely difficult. My wife had not had good health, but I never expected her to be to pass away. And she wasn't feeling well on a Sunday morning. I was going to preach, so I said to her, well, you stay home, dear. And I came home to find her on the kitchen floor. She had had a massive heart attack and was dead. And that was a terribly difficult situation. Now, that's um, two years and three months now, and the loneliness doesn't get any better. It's a tremendous loss because my wife was a great encourager, great supporter, wonderful homemaker, and so her loss is, is great. But I know that she would have wanted me to carry on. In fact, uh, going through her desk, I found a prayer that she had written out, just expressing her heart to the Lord, saying that she wanted to travel with me in the ministry and support me, but she loved our home, was finding it a challenge and things like that. 
And she'd learned an art of writing a prayer, then waiting for an answer. And she, in the next page, she'd written out an answer from the Lord, encouraging her not to be afraid and not to look to her weaknesses. So although I miss her tremendously and life has been radically changed, uh, she always wanted me to continue with the ministry. So I think I'm honouring her by doing that. Well, Pastor Trevor, I've been so inspired um, to uh, hear the stories of what uh, the Lord has done in your life um, over these 82 years. I got the age right this time. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I just really believe that um, you have left an awesome legacy wherever you've gone. I know um, in Christian Life Churches International, which our church is a part of that movement, all the pastors there can't speak highly enough of you. And I know you've got preaching invitations all over the world, uh, all the time. And uh, people love to hear you get up and share the gospel like a youth pastor. <laughs> thank you, Matt. I appreciate your words. And uh, I just want to say thank you so much for, for setting an example to young guys like myself who are just starting out. And uh, I really want to honour you and, and uh, say thank you for all the, the hard effort you've put in. Now, let's get down to the bottom line. Um, you have given your life for the gospel of Jesus Christ. You have travelled the world. You've um, sacrificed so much. You've put in so much into seeing the gospel of Jesus Christ proclaimed. You know, Trevor, there's probably people listening to this right now that are thinking, you know, what have I done with my life? What have I done with God? How do I know whether I'm going to heaven? I want to just give you this moment now for you to share what this gospel is, this glorious message that you bring um, to our listeners and just anything that's on your heart. Do you just want to share that with us now? It's not what you do that matters. It's whether you're filling in for what God wants you to do. I say to people, it doesn't matter if you never get on a platform, never do anything that's prominent. If you are fitting into God's plan for you, then you've done everything God wants you to do. And I think it's important. We don't see one person more important than another. But I have no regrets whatsoever. Uh, I would not change my life in regard to the direction I've taken. I enjoyed being a businessman. It was challenging. Uh, I didn't really want to be a pastor. I would have been happy to be a businessman with a preaching gift. But I'm happy the way the Lord led me. And I want to say to people, there's only one life. The Bible says we are chosen in Christ for the plan of God. If you really want the plan of God in your life, it comes through knowing Christ. And that's by a personal commitment of your life, inviting Jesus into your life, and he begins to unfold his plan. Now, he does it step by step, doesn't give you a blueprint. But if you'll commit your way to the Lord, I believe that he'll guide you, that the plan of God is not difficult. He chose you for that and will do everything possible to lead you. Let's trust the grace of God that as we do our part, the Lord certainly will do his part. Well, Pastor Trevor, thank you so much for uh, sharing that good news with us. And uh, if people would like uh, to ever get in contact or have any more information, uh, the website you can go to is clci.org.au, which uh, links all the churches for Christian Life Churches International. And uh, we'll have a link uh, to the information there from the History Makers website as well. Uh, I reckon you're a history maker, Pastor Trevor. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Matt, very much. That brings us to the end of this week's show. You can listen to this interview again or any of our other interviews. Simply go to historymakersradio.com. Thanks for joining us. History Makers.